0: with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's n-o-o-m.com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are
1: sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
2: I truly think that K-Beauty coming into the U.S. helped people become more educated about skincare, and I think that it also helped bring the emergence of indie brands and people be more open to trying products that maybe their grandmother and mother have never tried before it became more acceptable to have on your vanity all of these different brands versus like one of the same legacy brand all in a row from the same line i want to give credit to k-beauty for doing that i don't think we talk about it enough honestly uh, how much k-beauty has impacted the skincare industry and the habits and trends that have emerged from it
1: Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Carlene Higgins, and I'm here with my dear co-host, Jill Dunn. Hello, Jill. Hey,
0: Carlene and hey, Breaking Beauty fam. I am honestly so excited for you all to hear this
1: episode today. So it's that time again, the moment where we slow things down a bit and get real, real familiar with one of our favorite beauty brands with the founder themselves about just how they managed to break through in the beauty aisles. Today, we're sitting down virtually with Charlotte Cho.
0: So Charlotte is the co-founder of the Korean skincare e-commerce platform Soko Glam, plus its sister content site, The Clog, and she's the founder of her own Korean skincare line Then I Met You, and more recently, she launched Good Skin Days and The Clog, another spin-off skincare brand. So she has been doing the most.
1: That's right. And it's been almost a decade since Charlotte launched Soko Glam with her husband, David Cho, back in 2012. In the meantime, K-Beauty is thriving. It's now a $13.1 billion phenomenon, all thanks to Korean skin-first philosophy.
0: Charlotte herself is an esthetician. And so that really intrigued us, right, Carleen? Because there's so mm. few skincare founders that then also... Get their certification in aesthetics. So, she really is passionate about skincare and wanting to try to help people find the routine that's right for them. And so, she is really a bona fide skin expert. What I didn't realize before this interview is that Charlotte is actually responsible for coining the term the Korean 10 step skincare routine. And she's a best selling author of the book, The Little Book of
1: Skincare The Korean Beauty Secrets for Healthy, Glowing Skin. This summer, we'll see Charlotte's second book, The Little Book of Jong, which will focus on the Korean concept of Jong, the primary inspiration behind Then I Met You. Charlotte's going to school us all about Jong in today's episode and how we might be able to cultivate the concept in our own lives. She's also going to walk us through the backstory behind the best-selling product from Then I Met You, the multi-award-winning living cleansing balm, which Caroline Hirons recently named Product of the Year. And that's all like
0: hashtag not sponsored. Like that is a huge deal. You know, it all starts in K-Beauty with the essential double cleanse. So I'm not surprised that her first product to market was the Living Cleansing Balm. I've personally tried it. And so the main ingredients, it has sea berry oil, which is rich in fatty acids. It has grapeseed oil, olive oil, vitamin E. And for the price point, it's really reasonable. It comes in just under $40. And Carlene what I would say I like about it the most is yes, you put it on dry skin, you add the water, you massage it on. I really like that I can put it all over my face, including like my eyelids and everything. And I don't get any stinging that I sometimes do get with other cleansing balms. And I like that. I don't have a sticky feel afterwards on my face. You can tell it actually does really soften the skin, but there's no like residue left behind.
1: And so that really does set it apart. All right. Well, Charlotte's going to talk to us more about the creation of that best-selling product. She's also going to talk to us about the next K-beauty trend coming down the pike in 2021, which frankly surprised us. She unpacks the art of triple cleansing, and she discusses cushion compacts that are sunscreens, not the foundations you might be familiar with. So lots of new nuggets in today's episode. And finally, Charlotte's going to talk to us about the work that she's been doing personally and through her community to help stop the hate directed toward the Asian American Pacific Islander community. So important. So here she is. Welcome, Charlotte Cho and now a quick pause from one of today's show partners sakara here's the only diet you'll ever hear me endorse here on breaking beauty podcast a healthy diet Instead of imposing restrictions and limits on what you can eat, you nourish your body and give it more of what it really needs to help it function in tip-top form. For me, that can be a challenge, though. You guys know I'm lazy slash busy, and I'm a foodie. I like food that tastes damn good. Sue me. That's where Sakara can really help. Their organic ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients, designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing without sacrificing taste. And the best part is, you don't even need to step foot into a grocery store, which I really appreciate right now. The menu of creative, chef-crafted, ready-to-eat breakfasts, lunches, and dinners changes weekly, so you'll never get bored. And it's delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the U.S. Let's see, beautifying broccoli soup with chili sauteed greens, yep. I'll take one of those. And along with delicious plant-rich meals, Saqqara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. Experience the transformative power of plants with their best-selling metabolism super powder made with organic raw cacao. It works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order, when they go to sakara.com slash beauty or enter code beauty at checkout. That's sakara. dot com slash beauty to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash beauty. And now back to the show.
0: Let's do it. So Charlotte, welcome to our show. So you are hands down, we know this, the queen of Korean skincare. So tell us about your personal connection to Korea.
2: Yeah. So um, my parents immigrated to California around 40 years ago, and they're both from Seoul, South Korea. I was born and raised in California. Never really had the chance to go visit Korea until I was in college. Mm. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And I was really excited to actually embrace the culture and really live through it and speak the language and just seek out that part of my identity. Mm -hmm. Um, Because growing up in California, I really didn't have that. And I didn't really even have Asian role models, people that look like me. And and it honestly made me a little bit insecure um, growing up. So I fully embraced it in college. I I decided to live and work in Korea and I got this amazing opportunity to work at Samsung Mm. doing public relations. It was truly kind of a serendipitous opportunity, and um, I, I'm very lucky to have had the opportunity because it's really hard to kind of um, transition to a, a remote country and, and work there, with, especially without um, knowing many people um, that live in Korea. So I had the opportunity, fell in love with Korea, the culture. I truly felt at home. I felt like a lot of the beauty standards that weren't really popular in the U.S. or in the West were definitely popular and trending in Korea that and it was something that I could relate to. Uh, and one of the trends and one of the things that I noticed immediately was their obsession over skincare. And for me, that was a very foreign concept because growing up in California, I never wore sunscreen. I didn't really think skincare was something I needed to even consider until I was older. I was more interested in makeup, covering up my imperfections and pimples with concealer and, you know, and, and using a lot of eyeliner but I never thought about taking care of my skin. And in fact, skincare was such a a chore. Skincare was definitely just a chore in in, in growing up and living in California. So that whole entire idea and concept turned upside down when living in Korea. I saw that people embraced kind of a complexion that was not makeup heavy. Uh, They actually took pride in the fact that they wore little makeup and they would show up to brunch without any, any trace of makeup. They would call that, Sing which is like makeupless face or no makeup makeup mm-hmm. look in other words. Mm-hmm. And so that that really intrigued me. I, I really felt that it embraced uh skincare really embraced who you were. Um, rather than like a trendy outfit or a red lip, it was inherently who you were. So I love that aspect of it. And I just got obsessed because literally there on every corner in Korea there was like a beauty shop and a skincare mm-hmm. shop. And everything was affordable. I felt like it was you know, there was sheet mask for $2. There was like a, a new interesting cream with, with fermented ingredients or snail mucin. And it was just this whole world that opened up. And I became very passionate about it, especially after I saw results on my skin. So
0: you launched Soko Glam in 2012 and its sister content site, the Clog. And the one thing that's so unique is that you chose to get your aesthetics license at the same time. So there's so many beauty founders and content creators out there that love skincare, but they don't take that next step. And so I'm really interested that you did.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So when we started Soko Glam in 2012, I had no beauty background. In a professional sense, I was not a makeup artist. I was an esthetician. I wasn't, you been um, involved in the beauty industry by trade. Just like my my PR background had to do with, you know, Samsung, which has nothing to do with beauty. My husband also he did not come from an entrepreneurial background. Actually, he was in the U.S. military. He was a captain in the U.S. Oh, wow. Army, living in Seoul, Korea, because we have a base out there, uh, and that's how we met. So when we decided to start Soko Glam, it was not based on you know, that we knew anything about the industry at all. It was purely a passion project. I fell in love with Korean skincare. Um, Dave definitely had an extensive skincare routine as well. We, we saw this as a fun side project on the weekends. Um, we didn't have any investors or um, people who said that this was a great idea. In fact, a lot of people around us were telling us that this was a terrible idea. So it was it was truly something that we were passionate about and we did everything out of our apartment. So in Korea, um, we would pack all the products. Um, we would actually buy products in Korea on the streets of Korea, meaning like the actual shops. So we didn't have wholesale relationships. We didn't have brand relationships. I would just simply buy the products I would normally buy, buy buy them yeah. in bulk, and have it in our living room, and then package them out. Um, and so yeah. it was very humble beginnings, and we didn't really know what what to expect. Um, nor did we expect it to be a big business at all. And so. As I was doing customer service inquiries, people were asking me more questions about their routine and how to put a routine together and specific questions they had about their skin concerns. And I didn't know how to respond other than providing them just my favorite products and how to build a routine. That was kind of the extent of my knowledge. So I felt compelled to help people in a more scientific sense how to take care of their skin. I need to learn more about the skin barrier. I need to know how ingredients help the skin. What what was the science behind exfoliation? So that's when I decided to get my esthetician license. And I went to the the program in New York City. We moved shortly after from Seoul to New York City. And I went uh, to Dermalogica's aesthetics program. And that was a changer for me.
1: And so you were really becoming the source for... K-beauty and Korean skincare, like editors were coming to you as a source for stories they were writing. And I understand that you actually coined the term, the 10-step beauty routine. Is that true?
2: Yeah. So the Korean uh, 10-step skincare routine was coined uh, back in 2014. So just to backtrack a little bit, when I mentioned that my husband and I started Soko cool glam when people thought it was a terrible idea. you have to kind of remember in 2012 people weren't really comfortable buying skincare products online at the time. I know it sounds crazy, but especially brands they've never heard of. Right. Uh, they, they felt like you needed to go into the store touch and feel the brand and product and experience it and hear about it from all your friends before you actually bought into this indie brand, you know K beauty. Mm-hmm. And so when I um, started talking to editors about Korean Beauty, they literally, thought that K-beauty stood for Kardashian beauty before I got to explaining. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that was, I thought that was, that's just kind of the the time frame of of what, mm. you know, what I was kind of going through. I was starting from the bottom up, explaining to them about K-beauty and the principles of it and the techniques. And when I was explaining to them about my journey, I told them about how I was at my friend's house in Korea and they had literally a whole vanity of skincare products. And when I started to learn about KBD, they I told them to walk me through the whole process. And they basically told me, okay, you could use this oil cleanser to remove makeup impurities, and oil-based impurities. They'd walk me through exfoliation and then the, the vitamin C serum they had and, and all of these sheet masks. And
0: essences and tonics. Exactly. Yeah, and I was yeah. like,
2: wow, this is incredible. And I basically told the story to an L editor at the time. And I said, yeah, they have like over 10 products on their vanity. And, you know, they walked me through the whole process and I basically developed this Korean 10 step skincare routine. And they're like, "Whoa!" and it just became this phrase in the article that they talked Mm -hmm. about. And from then on, it became viral because everyone now wanted to try the Korean 10 step skincare routine. And trust me, people saw results because if you never hydrated or used or layered your skincare, Mm -hmm. you were going to see glowing dewy complexion. When you actually cleanse thoroughly, you're going to actually see results because you're going to have clear skin. You know, it's it, it just all of that working together, really help mm-hmm. results in a dramatic fashion. That being said, you know, I always had to leave a disclaimer. You don't have to use 10 steps every mo- morning, every night. That was not the intention, mm-hmm. but it became kind of viral because people started doing it. But I mm-hmm. never, I know will never tell anyone to use 10 steps, it's really more of an educational tool. And so once you kind of know how to build your routine, knowing and understanding the different various steps that you could use, then you kind of pick and choose based on your skin goals and Mm -hmm. your lifestyle. Because look, if you're not going to invest in, you know, four steps every morning and night, Mm -hmm. you know, you're that's not for you, you know, just stick with two. And just stick to what you you have time and energy for. And I think it's also because
1: we were hearing about these types of products that we had never heard of before, like essences. So people wanted to know what's the order, you know, and so I can see how that kind of rolled out.
2: I truly think that K-Beauty coming into the US helped people become more educated about skincare. And I think that it also helped bring the emergence of indie brands and people being more open to trying products that maybe their grandmother and mother have never tried before. Yeah. Yeah, it became more acceptable to have on your vanity all of these different brands versus like one of the same legacy brand Mm -hmm. all in a row from the same line. Yeah, one, two, three. Exactly. And I want to give credit to K-Beauty for doing that. I don't think we talk about it enough, honestly, uh, how much K-Beauty has impacted the skincare industry and the habits and trends that have emerged from it
0: jumping in for a moment to let you know about a new innovation from our show partner, Clarence. We get so many DMs looking for solutions to treat the eye area. So that's why I'm happy today to tell you about the new Clarence Total Eye Lift. It really ticks all of the boxes when it comes to being a complete anti-aging eye cream. I mean, it targets wrinkles, crow's feet, dark circles, puffiness, and it's safe for sensitive eyes. I personally was very excited to try it because Clarence tested the total eye lift on more than 100 people and 80% said that they noticed a visible lift in just... 60 seconds. Say what? Now I'm intrigued. So what I personally noticed is that you do get that immediate sort of subtle tightening around the eye area. And that's thanks to the exclusive Lift Smoothing Duo Flower Wax and Harangana Extract. So the Harangana Extract that is going to deeply replenish and visibly firm the fragile skin around the eyes, while the Flower Wax, that's going to visibly tighten and smooth the lines and wrinkles and that's where you get those immediate results. So Clarence has always been about plant power, and that's the case here too. 94% of the ingredients in the formula are natural, and so it's got this naturally powerful performance. Plus, I appreciate that Clarence products are born in the spa, and they even have this spa-approved method of application. It involves this temple-to-temple pressure point application, and I find it really soothing and it helps with that lymphatic drainage. So my eyes look less puffy. And if you want to know more about that method to get that spa-like experience at home, we're actually dropping a whole bonus episode next week on this topic in partnership with Clarins. So mark your calendars for Monday. So good news for our listeners. If you'd like to try the Clarins Total Eyelift for yourself. Discover more at ClarenceUSA.com and you can get 10% off your purchase of the total eye lift by using our exclusive code BREAKINGBEAUTY10. Once again, that's 10% off using our exclusive promo code Beauty 10 at ClarenceUSA.com. We'll link to that offer on our blog and in the show notes. Now, back to the show. And so we're going to fast forward a little bit to 2018, and we're curious about the reasons why you decided to create your first skincare brand, which is called Then I Met You. And so what did you feel was missing from all of the brands that you were curating on your Soko Glam website, which I imagine was booming at that time?
2: Yeah. You know, right when we started Soko Glam, about a year into it, it's such a baby stage of, of Soko Glam, people started asking us, When are you going to create your own skincare line? And I guess that's a natural next step for a retailer, I guess, or someone in the beauty industry. And I remember my husband and I having such a visceral reaction to that. We're just like, whoa, you know, we're not even close to, you know, creating our own line. That's such a huge feat. And that's a, it's a big responsibility. We're just getting started with Soko Glam. And I remember thinking that and six years down the line, we finally decided, okay, we're, we're feeling a lot more comfortable. We've done this for six years. We completely understand what the community has been asking for. We know um, what products they love, and what they don't love. And so it really was kind of a, a slow progression to this point. And the reason why I call this story out is that I think it's it's quite fascinating when I see people who have zero background and they create a, a skincare line from scratch. And I'm, I'm just amazed at that because I would be so nervous and I would be actually afraid. Yeah. We're amazed too.
1: (laughs) A lot of the times,
0: (laughs) no hate, no shade, but you're, you are just like, wow, is there just like a DIY box now and how to like create a skincare brand? They're just so many, the fast, it's fast and furious. So. Right.
2: right. And now I understand how, you know, the, the bar to entry into the industry is pretty low because you really could just white label product. There's formulas that's, you know, are already pre-made by a manufacturer and you just slap your logo and label on it. So I understand now how it works, but at that time I was just like, wait a minute, you know, we're not at all ready for this. And so, you know, we really took our time six years into it. We developed relationships with, you know manufacturers that really respected Soko Glam out in Korea, so I got access to top R and D experts, people that really wanted to innovate with me, and so you know I felt ready at the time to to start exploring this concept. And so what I wanted to bring to um, the skincare industry was not only just my expertise of of K beauty and, and skincare, but I really wanted to do things differently. So not only did I want the packaging to stand out from anything anyone else is doing. So I really leaned heavily into one of my favorite colors, which is periwinkle. I didn't want to do kind of the sans serif font, white, you know, simple, clean packaging. I wanted it to really pop on a shelf. And I also wanted in terms of formulation to make sure it was an experience no one has ever experienced. And, you know, that's the living cleansing balm. It took several years to perfect that formula. And now we've won 15 industry awards in two years since we launched, which I think I'm very happy about that result because it just took so long to to get there with the formula. Uh, I didn't want anything off the shelf. Like I mentioned earlier, I did not want to um, slap a label on a pre-existing formula and, and call that my line. I really wanted to be proud of something that I put out there. And also I wanted to create... A line that actually had a deeper meaning than just skincare. Obviously, formula and packaging that's table stakes. I wanted to be innovative in that sense, but I wanted to bring this Korean cultural concept called chong into the line. And chong, for those of you who don't know what that word is, it, it means a deep and emotional connection you could have with someone or something or even a place. And I had chong, a deep connection with Korea. I have chong with you know certain people in my life that have you know been part of my journey and this. Concept I felt was so important to share with my community um, because I feel like it's something that's disappearing from the world. The importance of deep connections, it's not going to be over social media. <laughs> it, right. You know, there's a lot of like superficiality, I think, in this world now. And I just wanted to remind people through this concept: like, hey, you know, deep relationships are truly what make you happy. It's not money, fame, you know, even your career or all of this kind of like superficial stuff, it's really the relationships you have in your life. So nurture them and take care of them and, and, and really invest in them because um, that's all that matters. And so that's the kind of sentiment I wanted to share. And that's why the name of the line is Then I Met You. It really it brings a nod to that. And I hope that when people see it, this line on their vanity, they don't just think about their routine, but they maybe reflect on their relationships. Um, that's really kind of what I wanted to bring to this line, mm-hmm. something deeper and more meaningful than skincare. Uh, and I'm actually writing a book um, about it. So uh, it's funny. I have my manuscript here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh,
0: let's hold that up again. Let's Live
2: in improv. Uh, wow. <laughs> a little bit amazing. Of, um, I, I've wor- worked on it for honestly five years. So wow. it's been, you know, in the works for a long time and it's finally ready. I'm going to be doing a cover reveal this month. Um, And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's so funny because a little book of skincare, which I have right here, this took six months to write (laughs) because it was just, you know, step routine. It had all the info in my head. It just like really was really quick and easy. And then this one was such a deep concept and it's, it's actually a reflection on my entrepreneurial journey, how Chong played a role in my life and why I believe that this Korean art of building deep connections actually leads to happiness and success that is you know is it was a, it was a little harder to write cuz it was so hard to grasp that and tell those stories and it, it was more personal yeah it was
1: more personal yeah yeah
0: and can you
2: say it again say the word and spell it just for our it's listeners it's chung and J-E-O-N-G. o n g i i don't know if you know right. the korean actor oh. chen chung it's it's the same yeah. as his last name
1: <laughs> okay okay Well, I'm excited for the book yeah and i mean If there was one sort of sneak peek into the book, do you have any advice on how we might be able to cultivate more chung in our own lives, like maybe a ritual or a practice?
2: Yeah. In the book, I call the section Simple Acts of Chung. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's ways in which you can incorporate chung in your daily life. Even when I was in Korea, one thing that I felt a lot of comfort in living in a new country in a different, completely different work culture is that I had lunch every single day with my team. And that's something that you don't really see here in the U.S. And and in Korea, it really made me feel at home. I became super close with my teammates. I began to know them in a very deep, personal way. And I I felt very thankful for those relationships. When I think about me working here in the U.S., especially my first job out of college, I remember I would eat alone every single day, my packed lunch at the desk, keep working. Yeah. At the desk (laughs) or, you know, I would go grab something to eat, grab a sandwich, scarf it down alone at a restaurant. And then, you know, I would go back to work. In Korea, I was doing that because that was my normal practice. My colleagues thought something was wrong with me. They literally asked me (laughs) if everything was okay because, you know, why aren't you eating with anybody? They thought it was so strange. And that's something that I picked up while living in Korea. It's like, so important to actually use the time to get to know your colleagues by having lunch with them. And I really hope that even the younger generation, the Gen Zers, (laughs) they could really read this book and take away from it the importance of building Mm -hmm. connections in the most simplest ways.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a great tip because it is a small thing that you just go on autopilot. And I'm sure a lot of people, when we start going back to regular times will go back to eating and looking at their phone like you said but it's that same principle it's like eating with your family yes every night or as much as you can it, it's it's bond building it is right it
2: is i know and and i hope that people can just even pick up one or two tips here and be able to use that in their life so,
0: Charlotte, just before we get into what's new and next in your line, let's talk about the Living Cleansing Bomb, which is your number one best-selling product. As you mentioned, it's an award-winning product, and it's only been on the market for just under three years. And I saw Carolyn Hirons, the queen of all things skincare, she just did her top 2020 skincare video, and she called it the product of the year in 2020, which is amazing and she said it was brilliantly formulated. So what makes this cleansing bomb on that different level? What is that secret sauce and what is the real payoff that you're going to get?
2: Oh, thank you so much for sharing all that information. My goal with the living cleansing bomb was to make it the most luxurious experience because I feel that when I start taking off my makeup, it's my moment of self-care and I wanted it to feel like you're at a spa, that you're melting away your day and you're truly removing your makeup and your skin felt clean and nourished. I I have tried many cleansing Moms that actually made my skin feel tight and dry, which is very crazy to me, but I have experienced those. I want it to feel buttery on your skin and to feel that you almost, you need to put a moisturizer, but without that film. So it's like a really kind of complex goal that I had, but, um, that's exactly what, how people describe the product to me. Now they talk about how it's so sorbet soft on their skin. It melts into a a silky kind of buttery feeling. And then it has that aromatherapy in it because it has a little bit of that essential oils that's causing that nice kind of Visceral experience, I guess. And then um, after it removes your oil based impurities cleanly without seeing your eyes, um, your skin will feel supple. And I know people don't like to spend a lot on cleansers because they feel like oh, it's on your skin for a few seconds, and just, you know, and then what, what does it even matter if you put good ingredients in there? I, I don't know. For me, I find that it's like a really important step because cleansing mm-hmm. thoroughly and with the right ingredients has truly improved my skin from the very beginning of my skincare journey. And so I I actually think opposite of that. I I actually think that it's really important to fill that, that cleanser with, with the best ingredients, especially since Mm. the oil cleansing step, I kind of relish it. I like take my time with it. I even use, like if I use a jade roller or something just to get some of that circulation going, I like take my time with that oil cleanser. I use it to massage my skin. I let it sit and relax. When I get a facial, it's very rare that I get facial because I just do all my skincare myself. I don't feel the need to go in to get a facial, but that's my favorite step when they actually do the oil cleansing step. Mm.
1: Now, do you put it on wet
2: or dry skin? Dry skin, 100%. Okay.
1: So you put it on dry skin and you're saying you use the jade roller with the cleansing balm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just to kind of really work it in.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jade rollers, I feel like they have kind of a bad rap. They're like, what's the point of it? It just feels good. <laughs> yeah. You know, What's wrong with that? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I think people are like, oh, it's such a scam. But it's like, to me, it's just to help with circulation, promote circulation. And feels great on my like tense jawline. Uh, that's the yeah. way I use it. Yeah.
1: And then when you remove it, how do you, do you use like a warm
2: cloth? or I actually just use uh, lukewarm water.
1: Okay. And your hands. Yep.
2: And in my hands. And I just uh, massage my skin and I just rinse it. And then I, with a wet face, I go into the oil, uh, water-based cleanser to remove any last remaining impurities. So that, that's my double right. routine.
1: And I think you have a good point about the whole thing about the residue because I do find with most cleansing bombs I really need a face cloth or it just it's just not coming off. And in fact, we interviewed an esthetician once and she actually said she doesn't like cleansing bombs because most times it does leave a residue and when you go on to do your next steps It won't penetrate like the serums and those active ingredients. And I was curious, as an esthetician, how you would respond or address that.
2: You know, I tried cleansing bombs that have a very thick film. I'm not going to mention the brands. Mm -hmm. Some people like that. Mm -hmm. If you're really dry skin, I guess maybe it could be your kind of cup of tea. But for me, I do want it to feel like it's been cleansed thoroughly off my skin. Mm -hmm. I go to the double cleanse though. Like I do use a water based cleanser right after. So whatever film that may be left over that could actually prevent any of your products penetrating, that's completely removed with the second step of my cleanse. And then also I usually use the toner. The toner does another, we call it the triple cleanse in Korea sometimes, is that when you're using a cleansing toner, you're also removing any trace of anything else that may have been left on your skin to prep your skin for the rest of your routine. So for me and my routine, I don't think there's any problem with any penetration mm-hmm. for a future product.
1: Wait, what's a cleansing toner?
2: Oh, yeah, like a micellar water.
1: Okay, like a micellar water, yeah.
2: In Korea, they formulate their toner step to be kind of dual, you know, pronged. So it can not only prep and hydrate your skin and reset your pH balance, but it also if it has a little bit of the, you know, micellar type of ingredients, surfactant, and mm-hmm. then it can actually remove any remaining purity. Okay. I, you know, even as a skincare junkie, I will get lazy once in a while and I will just use like a cleansing toner to cleanse my skin. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's very helpful. (laughs)
1: Okay, great. The triple cleanse. You heard it here. (laughs) Today's show is brought to you in part by Nutrafol. So true story, after I had my daughter, I would have clumps of hair in my shower. And you know that ring around the hairline of broken baby hairs? Like a spiky halo you never asked for? Yep, that was awkward. Well, turns out I wasn't alone. And in fact, 30 million women are impacted by weak or thinning hair. So here's the good news. You're not alone. And it doesn't have to be permanent. So for myself, I've been taking Nutrafol supplements because it's clinically shown to improve thickness with less shedding. In one study, 86% of women showed improved hair growth after six months. That's pretty impressive. I love that Nutrafol is physician-formulated and 100% drug-free. A botanical blend targets five of the leading causes of hair thinning, which would be stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. And there are two formulas, Nutrafol Women and Nutrafol Balance. And you can visit their website to complete a quick little quiz to figure out which one is right for you. You can also subscribe monthly, so you're never going to miss a dose. And that's important because healthier hair growth does take time and consistency. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to NutraFall.com and entering the promo code BREAKING to save 20% off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get 20% off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BREAKING. We're going to link to that offer on our blog and in our show notes. And now back to our guest.
0: So, Charlotte, I love how at this stage in your life, you know, it's not just about products. You're really moving beyond that and talking about the deeper meaning of beauty, which is frankly just so refreshing. And on that note, we wanted to talk to you about the work that you've been doing personally to speak out against Asian hate. I know that, you know, for anyone who maybe hasn't caught up on your Instagram feed, you were pretty vocal about that in the last few weeks. So, can you let us know or sort of shed some light on what made you decide to speak out now and what you've been sharing?
2: Yeah, so the Instagram post that I made a a few weeks ago um, was about my experience receiving kind of anti-Asian hate and racism in the streets of New York City. And I wanted to share that story because I feel like that there were not many people speaking out about it. I think that as Asian Americans, we tend to be quiet about the racism that we experience. Even though, even for myself growing up in California, I experienced racism in elementary school all the time, being like one of the only Asian kids in that school. And even now, due to COVID, there's been a surge of attacks against elderly Asian people and even myself on the streets of New York. I find it As a person of influence, a person that has a following and a platform, as a business leader and someone in the beauty industry, I really wanted to speak out against this. And my husband and I, you know, while we've been on this journey of building Glam, we felt very passionate about using our platform for good. We feel that it's a gift that we're able to share our stories enact you know positive change in our community you know we want to utilize our platform and this awesome opportunity to be in beauty for good one example is good skin days which is our private line on soko glam every single uh, product that's sold goes to a charity that is um, really important to our community which we allow them to vote on and, and make the decision on you know we've donated to uh, the fires in california when that was you know raging and black lives matter organizations and uh, recently to hate as a virus which is a nonprofit organization that is helping to eradicate uh, anti asian hate so there's been a lot of, of that that has made us feel very fulfilled and and you know now especially recently with this uh, anti asian hate i truly feel um, very privileged to be able to speak out against this and, and be uh, help influence this conversation and, and shed light on what we're going through as Asians. And I think that it, it's very difficult, I think, for Asians to speak out against this because we, and I see, share this in my post, I think we are often kind of um, folded into certain categories where people don't even as important enough these stories to be shared, but I want to make that change. I want to be able to be vocal and encourage other people to speak out. I don't think that one experience is more important than the other. They're all relevant and they're all very important to share.
1: Well, I'm so glad that you're speaking out on these issues on your platform. And on a lighter note, I understand that you are a new mom.
2: We heard a little baby
1: in the background there. Um, you're just coming back from mat leave. So congratulations. And as a mom myself, I know how that can change a person. You don't have much time in your life anymore. So tell us how your own skincare routine has changed. You know, maybe you're more into skip care now, or um, maybe you have some mom hacks. Um, So yeah, tell us about that.
2: Yeah, man, this is my first podcast after having a kid. So yes, it is life changing. (laughs) It is much harder than I thought it would be, (laughs) but I am definitely changing my skincare routine because of the limited amount of time I have now. I use a lot of sprays, like essence sprays, essence toners. It's just so much faster.
1: (laughs) Get it on. Let's go. Baby crying.
2: (laughs) Really. And uh, I also am really enjoying kind of this idea of self-care. I know I talked about self-care earlier with Boat Cleansing Balm, but self-care is a completely different word now for me. I truly feel that for my mental health, I need it. Versus before it was more like a nice to have and like, it's a moment, of, it's a moment for me, but now I'm just like, I need it for my mental health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been great using uh, my multi-step skincare routine now as a moment of true self-care, a moment for myself away from the chaos,
0: lock the door, put it all.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, and at the same time, there are moments where I won't have time for self-care and won't have time for the multi-step routine. So I go straight into my routine with as fast as possible with sprays and, you know, I don't have time for sheet masks really anymore.
1: (laughs) What about sunscreen though? I'm sure you're not skipping out on that. What's your ride or die?
2: Oh my gosh. Um, I have my Neogen daylight sunscreen, um, that I, it's my ride or die for years now and I still love it. It's great for winter too, because it's so emollient, but that has been something I've been using religiously, especially when I was pregnant, so susceptible to brown spots and pigmentation. I would go out for a little bit because especially in mm-hmm. COVID pandemic times where the only thing that was safe was outside walk, like little quick walks outside that, uh, I noticed I started getting pigmentation so quickly, much faster than I normally mm-hmm. would experience and I would slather on the sunscreen. I also love the Thank You Farmer sunscreen. That's one of my top favorites. And I am also trying to develop a sunscreen. So I've been testing that out as well. Okay. There's,
0: there's, there's some the good tea scoop. We we're looking for. There's the tea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just before our final question, we can't let you go, Charlotte, without finding out what's going to be new and next and big in Korean beauty. So what's the trend you're predicting for 2021 that maybe we haven't heard of yet, like beyond knee products? I feel like there's always... The next catchphrase coming out of the Korean beauty world.
2: You know, it's so funny because I feel like a lot of trends get flip flop in the U.S. and Korea. So what I'm actually seeing is, as I shared earlier, Korea is not about acids. They're very about sensitive skin friendly ingredients. Sika is a very hero ingredient in a lot of Korean products. Um, but I'm starting to see a lot more innovations when it comes to acids and it's, it's almost like their, their version of, you know, kind of like acid products, heavy acid products, but they couple it and they merge it with so many hydrating census conferring ingredients. You're, you're feeling like your barrier is not stripped. And so that's kind of what I'm starting to see. And I'm really curious to see how that's going to translate in the U S market, because I feel like the U S is just, they're all about the acids. Um, but even if it means kind of stripping their skin to see the overnight results. I'm really curious to see how that's going to translate because maybe maybe Western consumers are going to think, we already have our acid, favorite acid products. We don't need anything from Korea.
1: Right. Highly doubt that. Highly doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. So we're seeing a bit of a reversal.
2: Yeah. And I am seeing, you know, a lot of sunscreen innovation that come out of Korea. But unfortunately, because the U.S. is so strict about their sun filters or behind, I might say. Um, And they're never making any updates to their laws for sunscreen filters. You know, I feel like they're just light years ahead in Korea. um, And you're never really going to see the formulations trickle into the West until there's something done with the sunscreen filter laws here. Mm -hmm. And I do see, you know, some of the blue light kind of, you know, marketing that's going out um, about protecting your skin from the computer screens. Mm -hmm. Um, For me personally, I'm not into that. I think that's kind of a gimmick. Mm-hmm. I, totally um, I would like solid research done about blue light and the impact on your skin versus before I, you know, introduce or curate anything of that sort to Soka mm-hmm. We could go into that. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. That's a whole
1: episode totally. we haven't done yet. But yeah, totally. I mean, at the end of the day, it just goes back to antioxidants, right? So it's like, just use them guys, <laughs> whether it's blue light, it's UV light, whatever it is, Antioxidants, right? Yeah, but you know, I sure. just, I just have to ask before our last question, like for anyone who hasn't tried, they haven't imported anything from South Korea uh, or whatnot. Like, what makes these sunscreens so good? Because they're almost mythical now; they're almost legend. So, like, what is the difference? How would you break it down for people? You
2: know, it's just the sun filters that they use. You yeah. know, they're far more advanced. Basically, they allow you to have a very thin, lightweight consistency and protection at the same time. Mm-hmm. But for some reason in the U.S., they don't allow, I guess they don't improve those sun filters. Right, right. It's not like there's any solid yeah. inf- information or studies done that they're harmful at all. They're all over Asia, you know, and I've heard that they just haven't updated the law. They, I guess the administration, Obama administration, Trump administration, they haven't updated any of the laws in so long. It's not that it's, it's bad for your skin. They just haven't addressed it. Yeah. And so we're just, we're just right. decades lagging behind. Right. Yeah, that's
1: okay. So Even terrible.
2: when it comes to cushion compacts, I love cushion compacts. All of the sun filters used for those SPF cushion compacts are the advanced filters because they're very lightweight. They're not cakey. They're not like mineral, mm-hmm. you know, sunscreens where it's a thick pasty, you know, white pasty thing. So that's why you never see any of the like, latest cushion innovations coming into the US because it's not allowed. Mm. go on Soko Glam. You don't see any sunscreen cushions Mm -hmm. because we can't import them in since they have the more advanced filters. It's it's a shame, really. It's really a shame.
1: Okay. Are these like foundations? Because we used to have cushion compact foundations, or are you saying they're just cushion sunscreens?
2: Both. Both. There are, and they're not tinted. They're not tinted. They're great for reapplication, because you could like kind of gently tap it over your makeup. You're, they're great for baby.
1: Oh my God, I'm dead. I've never heard of this before.
0: Before we let you go,
2: Charlotte, I wanted to
0: ask you, I read a story in Business of Fashion last week or two weeks ago. And the headline was, K-Beauty's Golden Age is Ending. What Comes Next? So I was just curious if you had any thoughts on that story.
2: It's funny, you know, for the longest time, we've been sharing because, you know, Sun Glam has been around for eight years definitely help contribute to the rise of K-beauty. And, you know, people don't actually see Soko Glam as just a K-beauty site anymore. It really is just now synonymous to innovative skincare. And so whether the K-beauty golden age is over or you know, disappearing, I just think in the matter of five years, Korean skincare has been cemented as the latest and greatest quality formulations. You see all of these European and Western brands making their skincare in Korea. Literally, I've talked to manufacturers and R&D experts, all of their clients are making their skincare in Korea. So, you know, like Sephora private label, majority is made in Korea. Like there's all of these brands and founders I've talked to, they formulate all in Korea. So really, is it over? I think all of the innovations are made in Korea they're being made now for western brands so it just really just it's just how you think of it and i think a lot of it has transitioned to people just know the secret now yeah <laughs> yeah and they're, they're making it in korea <laughs>